0: just go to cars.com. It's magical.
1: This is the Falcon Podcast, the official podcast of the Atlanta Falcons on the SB Nation Podcast Network. I'm Dave Walker, and I'm joined by my co-host, the one and only Gina Forever Mad Online Kelly. Gina, <laughs> it's been a while.
0: It has been a while, David. It's been a very busy few weeks, but I'm really glad to be back here with you, uh, Breaking down these Falcons voicemails.
1: Oh, these are some of my favorites. Um, yes, y- you know I have talked about I'm this.
0: Uh,
1: <clears throat> this this is this podcast is one of my favorites to do because um, we get sort of a beat on where you know Falcons fans are at, and um, yeah, we have a lot of really entertaining listeners. <laughs>
0: Well, it was, a. I mean, (laughs) uh, any game where you let the Jaguars hang around that long is an interesting game. And so, yes, I was, I was definitely expecting the callers to show up this week with some takes.
1: (laughs) (laughs) They have not failed
2: us.
1: (laughs) Pardon me. I am for those, uh, I apologize for everyone. Um, I'm trying to find off a call while recording, while recording this podcast, um, so yeah, buddy, me.
0: I, I am too, if you can hear my voice is kind of starting to go a little bit. So, you know, we are really here, like putting it all on the line
1: for y'all this <laughs> week. <laughs> for, for Falcons, Jaguars, which says a lot about the state of our, our own mental health.
0: It, it might even explain why the site is called the Falcoholic.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, <clears throat> all right. Let's just jump into it with this first voicemail to give us both a, a, a breather.
3: Another uh, another big lead that we would never, you know, blow a team out or anything like that. But I was honestly kind of worried we were going to go up 28-3. to 3, So at least we didn't do that. Uh, huge shout out to the defense. Honestly, big shout out to the defense most of this season. With the lack of talent they have, I think that they've way outperformed themselves. I mean, obviously, you've got the Cowboys game, but besides that, I think they've played really well, and any game that they've had a lot of points scored on them has mostly fallen on the offense, which I think, obviously, Calvin's got the mental issues going on, but not having him out there is just, like, it's huge because teams will just double-team Kyle Pitts and... That's just it just slows down the whole offense because Russell Gage and Alamade Zacchias and Tajay Sharp are probably not going to beat you, although they've had some clutch touchdowns this year, so I'm not going to knock them too hard. But obviously we've got a huge game coming up this weekend against the Bucks and most hated Tom Brady. So rise up.
1: Um that's interesting. We're so used to it talking is. about the defense and the negative connotation but
0: <laughs> for many years <laughs>
1: for me- way too many years um, yes I will say I think he's got a point it, like we look at this um Falcons defense and you know AJ Terrell has turned into a top tier corner um, of course yeah Brady Jarrett is who he is but past that this is not a roster full of talent right now and yet they're still you know they're obviously they're going to struggle against top tier competition, but um, as you mentioned, you know, the offense has often set them up. I, I feel like he had a really good point. I feel like the defense yeah. did a good job, especially the past mm-hmm. couple of games.
0: Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, you know, when we're getting back to the Dallas game, I don't even want to talk about it, but um, even then, <laughs> you know, the offense was a, a pretty big contributing factor. Um, and so, yeah, no, I totally agree. I think that, uh, just setting um taking a look at his comments about the receiving core those guys i think that you could actually apply the same argument to the offense because with ridley out obviously julio traded away um with ridley out it allows teams to just devote more attention to kyle pitts and he is still kind of you know working out the uh you know the the rookie out of his season, you know what I mean? Like he's, he's still got quite a learning curve at the position. And so, um, yeah, I think that this team has talent deficits on both sides of the ball right now. And, you know, I guess that maybe looking like you might blow a lead to the Jaguars. It's a byproduct <laughs> of that.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, and you know, the Jaguars are a bad team. Yes. Uh, I think we all agree on that.
0: They're in complete disarray too. So I think that that's a big factor for them.
1: And I I think a lot of fans are going to look at this win and be like, yeah, you know what? They, they should have won this. And I agree with that. Um, However, you know, on uh, the whole adage of any given Sunday holds up because Mm -hmm. this is the same team that built, beat the bills. Yeah, six six
0: and nine. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Um, And then also you know, the Falcons, we've seen them lose games to teams that yes. they should have beaten. You can't really complain when they beat a team that they should.
1: Be. Yeah, and I, I, I feel like that is a, a big distinction this year. Um, they have, for the most part, beaten the teams that everyone says they should have beaten. There, there's an exception mm-hmm. here or there. But in the past, I feel like this game would have been a, a setup. <laughs> the Jets game would have been a setup. Uh, The Giants Mm -hmm. game would have been set up and, you know, they're not good teams, but the Falcons are beating them and they're beating them, uh, you know, in a way that uh, may not be convincing, but they're closing out games against these teams. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's something we didn't see in the the tail end of the Dan Quinn era. So, uh, well,
0: and you know, just, I I would like to harken back to the Saints game because so far it's my happiest memory of the season, (laughs) but um, you know, that was a game against an opponent that they, often have not been able to close it out against and they got it done I mean and that is look I I know that my Ohio State fandom probably informs this because meeting beating Michigan is so important every (laughs) single year but um yeah like beating the Saints we knew this team wasn't going to go to the Super Bowl this year so that was like our Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah. And the fact that they were able to get it done and that they were able to stay focused and close out that game was really good.
1: Yeah. Especially now that Saints are sort of reeling, um, you can almost go back to that game and, and pinpoint that as the point where their season began to sort of spiral out of control.
0: <laughs> you love to see it.
1: <laughs> you love to see it. All right. Next voicemail.
4: Okay. Well, we won. So that was important, but um, I <laughs> it's, this team is so confusing um, because, you know, no. on paper, they're terrible. And then on the field, they're also terrible. <laughs> uh, and then we're second in the NFC South somehow. I don't know how. And we're in a playoff picture with this team god-awful roster. I don't, I don't know what to say. I'm happy we won. I'm very happy. But um, going forward, it's going to be a tough road to win a lot more games, especially since we have no number one, number two, and number three wide receivers. Our best wide receiver is like a four at best. I I hope Calvin Ridley is, is well enough to come back here soon because we need him. We need them bad because they're just double and triple and Kyle Pitts on every single play. But yeah, whatever. I'm happy we won. Um, let's see what we can do with the Bucks next week.
1: Yeah, that, that Bucks game is going to be in Atlanta, which has not mm-hmm. been um, favorable to the Falcons this year. They have yet to win a game in Mercedes Benz, so um, it feels like a big lift for them to make the first one against a, a Buccaneers team that's probably a Super Bowl favorite still.
0: Yeah. Yeah, um, but I do just want to highlight what he said about somehow we are second in the NFC. Yeah. Because so, what a weird season.
1: Oh, <laughs> yes.
0: And, you know, the Panthers are imploding. The Saints have imploded, Um, which, again, love to see it. But, yeah, the, I think that one of the most horrific things that could happen to this team would be to stumble ass backward into the playoffs.
1: Oh, I know. Oh my God! Our
0: stress levels, David. I don't think that I can take it. <laughs> uh,
1: and and there uh, there is a possibility. And it's an outside yeah. possibility, but there is a possibility.
0: It is, but yeah, with the expanded playoff field this year, and with seventeen games, like they've got an extra game to get a win in, and kind of, you know, uh, push their luck a little bit farther in that direction. I just, I mean, it's a it's a real possibility.
1: <laughs> oh, sorry. Um, yeah, and. To be fair, it isn't just the NFC South. Like the entire Mm. NFC is a bit of a mess. You know, you look at Uh like the NFC East. The Cowboys are the only team with the winning record. Um, Yeah,
0: but they also got their asses handed to them by the Broncos out of nowhere, and then beat us by forty points.
1: (laughs) It's this is a weird year. The Seahawks are three and eight now and they just got beat by washington on monday night football Mm -hmm. um and washington is a five and 16 which is also where the falcons are at um
0: which is crazy i mean the whole and washington i would this actually brings it full circle to the bucks washington upset the bucks and so maybe you know we'd see the parallels there between washington and the falcons maybe the (laughs) falcons can do it I don't know. Is this, this is like, you know, conspiracy theory it's, <laughs> kind it, of stuff, but
1: eh. It feels like it. Um, but yeah. right now in the NFC, um, there are literally uh, one, two, three, four, five teams with a winning record. Five. Five out of oh six teams. Um, everyone else is at five or less wins, um, which is why the whole playoff picture thing, this is not a normal season. I think that's you know, no. fair to say. Okay. Um. So yeah, you know what? Falcons probably are not going to be favored against the Bucks, but
0: no, I think that they're actually the Bucks may be like a two-score favorite. Like it is. Yeah, not it's
1: eleven. Ready. It was eleven points last time I checked. So. <laughs> yep. 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 I, yeah. <laughs> so Which, dear. given how betting <laughs> odds work, usually the home team gets uh, a, a, a three two points. and a half I, to three-point advantage. So it means the Falcons yes. are a two-touchdown dog. Mm-hmm. Uh, to the the Patriots at which, home, at home, which sounds about right. Um, I get it. So, of course, they'll probably win. You know, six to three on Sunday, um, <laughs> which <laughs> oh I would God. be
0: delighted about. Just I would love to be it. Clear. Yes, one hundred
1: percent. All right, let's uh, cue up our next voicemail.
3: Well, another big lead blown, but the defense <laughs> stepped up. Kind of like, in my opinion, it's been stepping up the whole season, really. I mean, if you look at almost every game except the Cowboys game, the defense has, in my opinion, played really well for the lack of talent they have. And any shortcomings we've had have been on the offense for sure. Um, And Like I said, the Cowboys game, if you just throw that out, the defense has played really well. Huge game coming up this week against the Bucks. We're somehow still in the playoff hunt, and a lot of people want us to tank. But I know that Matt Ryan's days might be numbered, and I'd love to see him make the playoffs at least one more time. So I'm begging for us to win every game the rest of the way. Hmm. So, uh, yeah, rise up. All right. I love, love it.
0: it. Um yeah, I love I love that perspective. I think that that's actually a really uh about Matt Ryan. I think that that's a really valid thing to consider here. Yeah. He maybe just gave me a reason to adjust my thinking about what a nightmare scenario would be for the <laughs> Falcons team to make the playoffs.
1: <laughs> and I will say in fairness, um a lot of people uh and I think it's a different situation, but a lot of people had written off the Braves. Uh, at the mm-hmm. midpoint of the year. And that team went on a run. Uh, and of course finished with the world championship. And I'm not predicting yes. that for the Falcons, but no <laughs> um, <laughs> sports
0: <We're not> crazy. <laughs> I'm not
1: insane. Uh,
2: yes, <laughs>
1: but sports are can teams can be very streaky and
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, you know, you do have talent on this offense at least. and, um, we've seen them put up points and sometimes it's just hitting the right stride at the right time, facing the right opponents. Um, again, I'm not predicting this, but anyone who wants to just write off the season after, you know, uh, a two and three start or whatever it is uh, you, you should hang in a little bit longer mm-hmm. because that's what makes sports so fun. They're not predictable. Like you said, yes. you know, the Broncos beating the Cowboys out of nowhere and, you know the the Jaguars beating the Bills. Uh, that is why we watch. It's because they mm-hmm. these teams do have a legitimate shot. Um, even the the worst ones in the league, except maybe the Lions, because they're like on a different level of bad. But
0: yeah, bless their hearts. But like yeah. even the Texans beat the Titans. Anything can happen. Oh,
1: no. oh my god,
0: <laughs> that uh, was one of the craziest <coughs> upsets that we've seen this year. But yeah, it's it's just been a bonker season, and anything really can happen.
1: Yeah. Um, so before we get into the rest of the voicemails, um, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back.
0: This is Advertiser Content brought to you by Frito-Lay.
4: Hello, I'm Chip Murphy, here to get you ready for the big tournament. Tonight, we'll break down.
2: We break down who will be cutting. Cut! What are you two doing? Sorry, Chip.
1: Just go to frito No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends 4-3-2023. Void or prohibitive. Here's worth the snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at frito And we're back on the Falcoholic Podcast. This is Dave Walker. I'm joined by Gina, Matt, Online, Kelly. And we're going through your voicemails in response to the Falcons win over the Jaguars 21-14 Uh, In week 12, Falcons move to five and six. They stay in the playoff hunt. They're relevant in December, something we haven't said since 2017, which is sort of a stunning thing to think about. Um, Gina, the the one thing that jumps out to me before we get into these voicemails is we've heard a few people now say this defense is actually playing better than what their actual talent should allow. And I think there's something to that. You know, we're we're so used to trashing the defense, and you know, for good reason. They they've been terrible for so many years. Um, and someone else pointed this out to me the other day. He said, "When AJ Terrell has been off the field, that's when teams have scored points in bunches against us." And I and I was yes. looking back, and I thought, uh, with the exception of the Dallas game, which I think was just uh, you know sort of off script. Uh, well,
0: I I have a theory about that, but I'm gonna let you finish.
1: Yeah. Um, but when A.J. Terrell has been on the field, this defense, I think, is a bit um, underrated for, again, for okay. their talent level. And even against the Jaguars, um, you know, when A.J. made that great play and then fell and hurt, it looked like he had hurt himself. And he, had, yeah. he came out of the game for a series. That was the touchdown drive for the Jaguars. Yep. It was once he came out and all of a sudden they started attacking our backup. Um, And then he comes back in and it's like complete shutdown on that side of the field. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I, I, I do feel like there is a foundation on this defense that is what we're seeing is the building blocks of what could be a much better defense down the road.
0: Yeah. I think that you're completely right. And, you know, especially with cornerbacks, I think that they don't really, you know, make headlines unless they're either very bad or they're getting a lot of picks, but sometimes just those, AJ is a fantastic cover corner and mm. I really think that he is quietly one one of the better, um, in the league. And so I think that he's been huge. I also hesitate to really place a hundred percent blame on the Falcons defense for the debacle that was the Cowboys game, because you know, who knows these players
1: oh, yeah. <laughs> better
0: than anybody defensive coordinator Dan, Dan Quinn. Quinn and if you think that he did not inform the offensive game plan based on the weaknesses on that defense that he knew they could exploit you're out of your mind. <laughs> and so yeah, that's <laughs> definitely a very big factor in that Cowboys loss in my opinion.
1: Yeah, and uh you know, blowout games like that they can happen. Uh obviously it was painful to watch. Um but Dallas I think was itching to get back on track and it was just their get right game. And we were the, uh, the sacrificial lamb on the field.
0: Yes. Yep.
1: All right. We've got some interesting, very short voicemails that we're going to be able to tear through here real quick. (laughs) Um, So I'm just going to launch into them. Here we go. Hi,
2: this is AJ from Minnesota, actually a Falcons fan in Vikings territory. Uh, Let's be proud of this win. This is a team that beat the Buffalo Bills. Let's take that.
1: Yeah, like we were saying, this Jags team, Mm -hmm. uh, and they have, you know, coming in, and this is the thing that stood out to me. um, Coming into the game, they were the third best run defense in the league, and Mm -hmm. the Falcons run game got going like crazy. It was the best running performance we've seen from this team um, in ages, and actually, I yeah. was saying this the other day to a, a friend of mine. And we were talking about the game. I said, "This is, feels like the first time the Falcons won a game in recent memory where they didn't need Matt Ryan to be, you know, completely heroic."
2: Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I think that you're completely right. And um, uh, the Jaguars have the talent; uh, they they really do on both mm-hmm. sides of the ball. I mean, they've lost some guys to free agency and trades and whatnot but in general like they have some really talented players on both sides of the ball Trevor Lawrence obviously I expected he would need some time to develop at this level but like I've been watching that kid play for years he's fantastic Mm -hmm. um I think that Urban Meyer is a poor leader and I think that the team does not have a lot of discipline and I think that the Jaguars. And it's something that really, you know, kind of resonates with me emotionally as a Falcons fan. I think that they find ways to beat themselves. And, you know, from a Falcons fan perspective, it's nice to run into one of those teams once in a while. (laughs) So that it's not my team doing it for once. Um, But yeah, I still think that it's a good win. It's not ever easy to win a game in this league and, you know, David, like you said, any given Sunday. So Yeah, Yeah, I agree. We should be celebrating this one.
1: Yeah, like, it's okay to enjoy a win. You don't have to pick every win apart and be like, well, we should have won by 30. All right. Come on, folks. Um, Just enjoy it for once. All right. Yes. The only reason we won that
4: game is because Jacksonville out-ATL the Falcons.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And on that note.
0: (laughs) Which is kind of what I just said. (laughs) Basically, uh, yeah i'm on the same page
1: yeah i mean they didn't have that discipline but look um in in all seriousness uh 2020 falcons probably find a way to squander that game because they lacked Mm -hmm. discipline um and they did
0: discipline uh, and focus i think a lot of the time i mean it was very very sloppy football last year
1: yep And,
0: And, uh, you know, we saw that from Jacksonville this year, like getting a penalty when the Falcons are going to have to pass from deep in their own territory. That is sloppy. Um, And so, again, like not to be unkind to our friends at Big Cat Country and Jaguars fans (laughs) in general, but like it was really nice to not have my team doing that for once.
1: (laughs) Yes. And uh, (laughs) side note, shout out uh, to Ryan at Big Cat for Mm -hmm. – publishing the game recap (laughs) before the the third third quarter quarter. had finished Right, (laughs) Uh,
0: actually does this on a regular basis (laughs) and it does make jaguars fans really angry i get a lot of emails that work about it from very people from people whose feathers are very ruffled um they're like it's not even a real recap and i'm like there's a very in-depth recap by demetrius harvey up on the site it's very well done, like solid analysis. You know, this is what Ryan does. You can just skip it if it's not for you. but It makes me laugh every single time. Oh. It never gets old.
1: <laughs> and I think Falcons fans can appreciate leaning into the darkness a little bit. So
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> right. yes, yes, we can. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. Next voicemail. Hey guys,
4: fans of the show. Cordell Patterson is... The GOAT. He needs to be in the ring of honor now. AJ Terrell is also
1: most of my defense outside of the Grady Jarrett. Appreciate y'all, boys.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, he reemphasized the whole talent issue on defense, but.
0: Um... Yes, but uh, this is our first caller who mentioned Daryl, who oh. is my favorite Falcon of all time. <laughs> yeah. um, he is the person who all of the true heroes from history has been modeled upon. Like he (laughs) is a prince among men. I want him signed to a lifetime contract. I want him inducted into the ring of honor this Sunday. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I I was so happy that he was back. And I was like, the Falcons can probably win this one with him on the field. That is the level of difference maker that he has been this year. He has been a joy to watch. I just love everything about daryl Patterson.
1: Yeah, and you know, off the field too, he's he's just a quality guy. Like one of my favorite yes. things is when they take pictures of him uh throwing the ball with the fans. Um I absolutely yes. love that. And that's just part of who he is. And his interaction even with the fans on Twitter and uh stuff that he does there, uh you can't say enough about them. And of course, you know, him finally having this incredible breakout season under Arthur Smith, uh, mm-hmm. and, you know, credit to uh, Dave Ragone, who really uh, banged the table for the Falcons to sign Patterson and bring him here. Uh, and I, I think at this point, every Falcons fan would be happy if Patterson spent the next several years in Atlanta and finished out his Me career too. Here.
0: Yeah. I mean, I know that I would like let this man finish his career here. He is he is having a a renaissance. Like it's amazing to see somebody who's been in the league for so long emerge as what he is. Like he is a well-rounded offensive weapon. Very few teams have that luxury. Keep this guy,
1: please. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that is, uh, in my mind, um, he's the kind of guy that you, uh, help to reestablish a positive, uh, upbeat vibe in that locker room as you're trying to rebuild this roster guys like that help with that rebuild.
0: Yes. That's a very good point.
1: All right. We've got two more. This next one is very quick. Um, I I love, I actually kind of love these short voicemails. They're uh, (laughs) some of our listeners are quite succinct in what they want to say. Too good to suck too awful to be good.
0: (laughs) That is poetry.
1: <laughs> um,
0: that is, isn't that the Atlanta Falcons though?
1: It, like it certainly has been for the last four years.
0: That <laughs> man just took like fewer than 10 words to sum up this team's whole existence.
1: <laughs> yep. That was it. That was it in a nutshell. Too good Whew. to suck. Too awful to be good. Um,
2: mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And you know what I will say in fairness this year, the reason the Falcons are in the playoff conversation is because that phrase applies to like three quarters of the NFC right now. (laughs)
0: Yeah. I mean, I, you know, the league is always focused on establishing parity, but it's really hard to do even with the salary cap and all that. I think that this year we are seeing a lot more parity. I don't know if that's connected to the disruptions from COVID or like what it is, but, there's a lot of parody in this league this year.
1: Yeah, maybe too much so. <laughs>
0: and that's, you know, parody, not parody, uh, which the Falcons sometimes look like a parody, but I'm talking about parody.
1: <laughs> oh, my goodness. So true. <laughs> All right. Our last voicemail is a familiar voice. It's not the one you're thinking um, to our, our friend uh, Matt Ryan, hater alert. Uh, We do hope you'll call back in the next voicemail. And I do want to say, because many of you called in for voicemails in the previous games, Um, Gina and I had a hard time coordinating our schedules for those. Uh, And of course, the holidays. Yes, I was
0: moving. It was my fault. I was in the middle of a really hellacious move and then went right into hosting Thanksgiving without even knowing where most of my kitchen stuff was. (laughs) Yeah, real real adventurous times over here.
1: Uh, All of that to say, um, you know, keep calling, uh, keep leaving these voicemails. Our intention is to do them for the rest of these games uh, for this year. And just as a reminder, that voicemail hotline number is 404-592-2823. Again, that number is 404-592-2823. And on to our last
2: voicemail. Hey, this is Jim in Houston. Uh just watched a Falcons victory, three touchdowns. Wow, that's been a long time. And uh, I guess the best thing about today's game is they were pretty disciplined, not a lot of stupid penalties. Um, of course, Cordell Patterson was, was the savior of today. Uh, things I didn't like seeing was Matt uh, forcing the ball to – trying to force the ball to pits all the time. Um, Didn't seem to, for a while, receivers weren't really getting open was a concern. Of course, our terrible pass rush is another one. But, hey, we could run the ball today. That was a great thing to see. More wins than last year already. So that's something to celebrate. And how did I celebrate? Well, let's see. Mm, I guess I made... uh, it's a chicken salad, turkey salad, because it just had to go. And uh, <laughs> eating my dairy from whipped cream and my fiber from pumpkin pie these last few days, so it's all good. I Take love care, it. guys. Happy Thanksgiving. Have great holidays. <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving. Uh, well, I
0: Jim. hope yes, I hope that Jim and his family had a wonderful Thanksgiving. Yes. Um, also, pumpkin is the perfect fiber, according to <laughs> my vet. And so I fully support this plan as a person who ate macaroni and cheese for several days. after Oh, Thanksgiving. my God.
1: Tell me about um,
0: it. Yeah. But I mean, I guess when it comes right down to it, we did get to watch a Falcons win on Sunday. Yeah. And that was a pretty good way to wrap up a holiday weekend.
1: It was. It's a whole lot better than watching them lose. <laughs> <laughs>
0: We have experience with that, so we know for sure <laughs> this is the better outcome.
1: <laughs> yeah, um, it, it's funny. My my family has gotten used to seeing me um, get ready for the Falcons game because I watch it from my office, uh, so I can I do the game recap. And uh, this past Sunday, you know, before the Jaguars game, my my youngest son was like, "All right, Dad, we'll see you after a few hours of suffering." and <laughs> Like, they they just get it. I mean. (laughs) They do.
0: You know, my daughters do not follow football anymore, but they know that it's very important to me. So when my daughter Chelsea visited for her birthday the week before Thanksgiving, she was like, how are the Falcons doing? I was like, well, um, they play the Patriots tomorrow. I do not expect that to go well. And they just got beat by 40 points by the (laughs) Cowboys last week. And she's like. That's what I was afraid of. <laughs> <laughs> the can grew grow up with season tickets. Like she doesn't even follow them now, but she knows the pain.
1: <laughs> yeah. They, they probably could see it on our faces. Um, mm-hmm. Fantastic. All right. Thanks to everyone who left those voicemails. Uh, again, we're going to finish out the year strong uh, with the rest of these games and, and get your voices out here, guys. We appreciate the support. Appreciate you calling in um, Gina on that note remind them where they can find you and what you've got going on.
0: You can find me on Twitter at Jean the Thomas, where I am mostly, um, tweeting things about football, <laughs> uh, about the Falcons in particular. Um, yeah i don't think that i really have anything too big going on i do want to point everybody toward an article that evan wrote last week on the falcoholic about Hayden Hurst sponsoring a service dog for mm-hmm. a veteran uh, it was yes. part of a a big um sponsorship project that we've been working on since september that's highlighting the good that players and teams do off the field and David, you know how I feel about dogs. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, we support our veterans and and want them to have all of the resources and support that they need. So it was a really nice story. And yeah, I would just ask that everybody go check that out.
1: Yes, absolutely. Evan did a fantastic job on that. Um, as
0: always. Yeah.
1: Yep. And uh, as for me, guys, you can follow me on Twitter at FalcoholicDW. Updates for this podcast at Pod. And of course, our articles daily at Falcoholic.com. So for Gina, Matt online, Kelly, this is David Walker. Thank you guys for listening in. We'll talk with you next time.